Empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast this month. I am so glad that you joined us. And if you have been listening for any amount of time, then you know that one of my favorite things is to bring you stories that have inspired me and to introduce you to people that I have met that I think are absolutely outstanding. So last year, I was on the road and I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma to speak at a women's conference, which is not anything that's abnormal for me. But one of the other speakers was a woman I had met quite a few times before And she was speaking as well, and we had, I don't know, a game-changer weekend. And there's so much I could say about my guest today, but let me just say how glad I am to be sitting on a couch next to her. Our guest is Jill Donovan, founder of Rustic Cup. Jill, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. We just had our own podcast (laughs) for the last hour before we hit record. We kind of did. We yeah. just literally looked at each other and yes. said, that was a podcast. Yeah. Yes. So let me just say a few things about you. I'm going to attempt to bullet point it. You got this. And so that we can just get into talking about all kinds of stuff. Because right. you are one multifaceted woman. Like which yourself. is what I, I love about you. Okay, so you are a graduate of TU. ORU undergrad. And then Thank TU, you. TU Law School. TU Law School. You graduate with your law degree. You're an attorney. Yes. Wild story. I'm just going to say this, listeners. If you Google Jill Donovan, you're going to see a story come up that involves (laughs) the Oprah show, Mm a couple of interesting occurrences that happened around that, how you got on the show. Yes. Wild story. All of it essentially leading to you founding this company, Mm -hmm. Rustic Cuff. Yes. Okay. So... If you don't know what Rustic Cuff is, you have been living under a rock. <laughs> Amazing company, makes incredible cuffs, jewelry. They're worn by celebrities. They're Jen Tringale. They're worn by crazy. Jen, I mean, sky's the limit, Jill. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, just crazy. In fact, just the other day, I was watching Good Morning America, and I'm like, oh, okay, there's Jill's cuffs. <laughs> right. She's literally yes. everywhere. So, absolutely amazing. So, you started Rustic Cuff seven years ago. Right. You now have six locations. Yes. And right now, I'm at headquarters <laughs> with you in your office. That's a big word. That is a very big word. <laughs> very big word. Rustic Cuff headquarters, <laughs> somewhere around 135 employees. Right. That you have now. And I did not want a single employee. It was just right. you. Well, I just never envisioned my life to ever even... I envisioned children. I did not envision employees. <laughs> yeah. Yes, which are not like children, but no. it, but it's a lot. But can Respons- be. Yeah. Yes, and most of them were my friends before I hired them. Which is so friends, cool. It is so cool until it's not cool. Right, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go, no, was they- this a bad idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really feels like you're coming to play every day instead of coming to work. So you just gave me a tour before... Of headquarters. Of headquarters <laughs> here at Rustic Cuff yes. Central. So we kind of went through all the offices... Jill, you have the most smiley employees I've ever seen. I mean, we're coming toward the end of the day here. Right. And they're just like happy people. Well, they're on second shift. They just got here. Okay, well. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. They've been here since this morning. See? But they they are happy. They are. I only, only hire 
people who, this is my thing. Yeah. I would only hire somebody who I would want to spend a weekend on a trip somewhere with for three days. That's your criteria. That is my criteria. I haven't always hit the nail on the head, but for the yeah. most part, they're just generally joyful, hard workers. Wow. That's all. I just want to be around people yeah. during the day. I'm at the point in my life, I just want to be around people that I just enjoy. Yeah. And that criteria has worked pretty well yes, overall. Yes, it has. That's yes. pretty awesome. Yeah. So you wrote a book <clears throat> called The Kindness Effect. Right. That was released, was it just? Last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. A- amazing book. Thank you. And you kind of touched on that when we did that conference together right. last summer. But Jill, that session that you did, so I think I had the morning and you right. were the afternoon and I remember coming in like I was excited to hear you you know and and just for us to have that time together I was excited to hear you Jill what came out of you was I mean your story and we were talking about you know you've told it so many times and it's so powerful but what I remember sitting there listening to you that day thinking was there are so many layers to this woman, and she is a deep well. And I kind of wanted to use this as our launching point because when you are multifaceted Mm -hmm. in 2019 Mm -hmm. and you have the ability and the potential to kind of inspire with some deeper things in you, it's not always the easiest thing. First of all, life is so fast-paced. Mm-hmm. People don't just sit and listen for long right. amounts of time. Right. Everything's moving so fast, and so much is required of us. So you are a wife, a mom, you're CEO of this company, mm-hmm. and yet you're a deep well. So I've never, I've never been described like that, and I'm, I'm really? going to put that on my license plate. Deep well. well. You totally should. I like that. Thank you, Jen. Well, you really are. So what I'm thinking, though, because that in that session, I felt like we got a taste from maybe some deeper places in you. Yeah. And Jill, it was so powerful. It was Mm life-changing for the people that were there. I can't tell you how many conferences I've been in. And the fact that I remember, Mm. really, it wasn't just a telling. You ministered this word that God had dropped in your Mm -hmm. heart. You ministered the experiences you walked Mm -hmm. through. That came from a deep place in you. So how do you kind of live out of or function out of those deeper places in you mm-hmm. as a woman with such a full plate. Mm-hmm. You're right. It is a very, very full plate. What I do, though, in order to do that to yeah. those deeper places, I find the things that light my fire. Mm. And I realize that God actually puts that inside of me yeah. to begin with. And so one of my things that I love to do and crave to do yeah. is sit down at the piano and play mm. or to sit with a paintbrush and create. None of that has to do with rustic cuff. Yeah. None of that has to do with me even being a mom. Yeah. But he put these things deep inside of me and it's almost like when you can't not do it, mm-hmm. pardon the double negative, but when you have something that creates such a joy yeah. inside of you, you can't not do it. Yeah. And I used to think those things, what does that have to do with my life as a mom, as a wife, as a CEO of a company? Mm-hmm. These other things that cause me to rise up another level, what does that oh, have to do so with 
what God has given me as my, if you will, profession and as my calling as a mom and a wife. What I realize is I exercise out of those things, and maybe that's not the right way to say it, but I don't ignore those things, Uh thinking that has nothing to do with the picture. Because when I look back, I realize if you just envision, say, a connect the dots coloring book, I realize that the piano and the artwork and whatever else that I so crave to do, the desires God has given me, mm-hmm. it is one of the many dots that if I skip that and don't connect them, mm-hmm. that when you get to the end, it doesn't form the full picture that God had intended for my life and my calling. Wow! And so instead of seeing these things like speaking, I so enjoyed that conference. It was yeah. the first women's conference the first non-corporate thing I had done yeah which you could look at it in the natural and say that has nothing to do with the calling of this company Uh when I realized that that is just a dot that I was supposed to connect to everything else yeah then I don't look at it on the outside as an extracurricular activity Mm. I look at it as part the dot is part of the plan of the greater picture that I may not see until I get to Three, four, you know, when you connect the dots, you don't know what the picture is. True. Sometimes until you get three-fourths of the way through and you look back and you go, oh, that is, uh, that's a tree mm-hmm. and a garden. Mm-hmm. And I don't ignore those dots anymore that I used to think were just extracurricular because somehow they, and if you remember the conference, I weaved in to the message, the piano yeah. that I had been pouring my heart and soul into, I weave that into the message. And so I don't ignore those things. Even if my plate is full, I realize that is all part of the connecting the dots for the picture. Wow. Yeah. You know, what I think is really different about how you approach life that I've just heard come out of you, and I'm thinking, it's really easy to live so compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. But that approach Mm -hmm. to life... Mm -hmm will not allow you Mm-mm. to function in a compartmentalized way. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, you'll cheat yourself yes. and you'll cheat that full plan Yes, that God had. Well, because one of the biggest questions, and I'm sure you get asked this too, is how do you balance your yeah. personal life with your calling? Mm-hmm. And I get asked, how do you balance your home life with what you do every day up here? And I said, I stopped doing that. Because it is all my life. It is all part of my life. I don't want to be an island at home and have this over here because this is part of my calling as being a mom, as is speaking, as the desire for the arts that he put inside of me. Mm -hmm. So if I look at it as a connect the dots, Mm -hmm. then it's not... This file, I used to look at it as a file folder. Mm -hmm. I put my marriage in this folder, my relationship with my children here, my relationship with God and what he has called me to do, and then my employees. Well, everything was not one connected because it had its own place to be. And I realized God created me to have all of those components as part of my life. And so that is how I balance it all wow. by not even trying to balance it all, yeah. by just putting it all together. So you didn't always function that way? No. Okay. I literally tried to say, 
this is my home life. Uh-huh. This is my work life. These are my friends. And this is my spiritual life. Yeah. What was happening is I was giving 25% over here. Yeah. 25% instead of giving 100%, it yeah. was literally 25% that they never got the full of me. Right. And it is a discipline that I've had to learn. And now wow. it's almost a freedom. When I'm up here, yeah. I don't have to think, oh, my poor children at home without their mom. I just yeah. realized this is all, part, all part of, of what it. God... And when he stops giving me the green light to be in this area, then I will move into something else. But if he has given me the green light as a mom to be working and to have this calling, then I am not to feel guilty about having this at home because it's all part of his calling for me. Yeah. So you really give yourself a permission to place value on... I'm going to do this because yeah. it lights up a part of me yes. that is valuable to the whole of me. Yes. I just love that, Jill. I used to think when I was 10 years old, I would start a different hobby every year. And yeah. it has been what I've done for you know the last 30 plus years. Yeah. And I used to think that's selfish. I have so much other things in life that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? And when I look back, I see it, they're all interwoven into my calling, into my purpose. Wow. Everything that I have done that has lit my fire, yeah. if you will, yeah. is what really God was pulling me towards. Every December when I pick what is that new hobby for the year, yeah. it's not just because I just had to just Google. and It, it is something that there was a desire in me to mm-hmm. learn to play the violin that year. Mm-hmm. And then God somehow uses that. I used to think they were all selfish, Jill doing what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, no, these were God-given desires. Yeah. Even if you can't see the purpose for the bigger calling, uh-huh. if he gave you the desire, it's part of his purpose. Yeah. I have heard people describe you <laughs> as a visionary. Mm. And I'm kind of sitting in the middle of something. That's going that, on my truck. <laughs> Deep well is on Deep my well, car. I don't, I don't have a truck. <laughs> now you're going to have to get, gonna one. get one. Yeah. <laughs> but I've heard that description used. And I feel like, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm sitting right now in the middle of Rustico headquarters, <laughs> which was at one time just a, a vision. Brim, right. Yeah. So how much does vision, your vision, inform your life today and how much is it vision and how much of it is I just have an ambition Mm. to achieve so I wouldn't say that I sit down and say okay God what is your grand plan vision for my life yeah it has always been I walk where the light is on the path Hmm. and it is never an audible voice and it is never because Jill wants to accomplish so it could be written in the history books. Right. I know the way and the path that he has always led me mm-hmm. has been if I don't have to push a door down yeah. and the light is shining on that path, yeah. it is my path. That's and how the, you know. I know it because it was not of my doing. Rusty Cuff would never have yeah. wanted to do this company. Are you kidding? Yeah. I was... A decent tennis player. And by decent, I mean I was at the bottom. But in my mind, I was decent. And that's what I wanted to do and raise my children. That had been my dream to stay at home. Mm -hmm. I had been teaching law and I took a sabbatical. I really just wanted to go to the zoo. Yeah. And I wanted to go play tennis. And when you know that you know that it's God 
is that you see a light on that path and you start walking and you didn't even have to try. Wow, you had yeah, to yeah, yeah. you had to already have the foundation of saying yes right. and having the discipline, okay God, I will walk where you want me to, mm-hmm. but I didn't have to bust down doors. You have to work hard. Right. There were days that I didn't know what tomorrow held and I woke up and said is the light still shining in that path? If it is, I'm taking another step. Wow. In the beginning years of Rusty Cuff, when news stations would interview me, they would say, where do you see yourself in five years? Mm-hmm. And I always answered it and said, I don't know where I see myself in five days. Uh-huh. Of course, as a CEO, you, you have to set annual right. plans. And I do, knowing full well that God's plan always would trump whatever I would set out. But I would wake up the next morning, even today, Mm -hmm. if I'm sometimes in a place where I can't see the light for tomorrow, Mm -hmm. plenty of days where that happens, Mm -hmm. and I say, all I need to see is the light for this day. Because I'll wake up tomorrow, and if the light is turned to the left, if it's pivoted a little this way, Mm -hmm. I have to follow that. Follow that. Because, oh, I heard somebody give a sermon about, if you do not pivot Mm -hmm. when you see the light shifting yeah then think about it like this this is the trajectory you're on this is where you want to go right when god says i'm going to pivot you a little bit because the light is going this way yeah do you see how just a teeny tiny pivot is a completely different path so if i miss yeah if i miss where the light is shining because i think this is done well for me Mm -hmm. if this is done well for me i'm walking here Mm -hmm. regardless if i miss When I wake up that next day and say, oh, the light isn't shining. The color is drained a little bit out of this. The light is more, even though it doesn't make sense, I have to walk that way because that is always the way that God has led me. So it's not me going, this is Jill's grand plan for the company because that means nothing. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit where the light is shining. So describe what that is Mm -hmm. for you. So this is an internal knowing. Now, here's a question. Is it something you see on the inside? Mm-hmm. Is it a knowing? Mm-hmm. Is it both? Is it is something you hear the direction mm-hmm. of the Lord? Mm-hmm. What's that process for you? Are you more of a seer? It is not an actual voice. It mm-hmm. is not something that I even see. It's hard to describe, except it's the organic, supernatural hand of God that gently moves me. So if, for example, say Rustic Cuff, in the very beginning, I would not have desired to hire a single person. This was just something I just wanted to do on my own. Mm. I never had to force myself to do that. And for as many times I said no, when it was time to say yes, Mm -hmm. it's like a green light goes off. Mm. I would have said, I'm never doing that. Writing a book, never. I never want, but at the moment that it's the right time, it, you just feel the green it's light. It's a green light. It's a green, not only is it a green light, but the path then has a light shining on it. Yes. For the book, the publisher came and said, we want you to write a book. And I said, I will never do that. It's not me. Yeah. And I felt a red light. No light. I could see no light on the yeah. path except my red light. Yeah. A year later, it just unfolded. I felt a light shining on the path. It's almost like you just see the door lift up or open and you're mm-hmm. like, okay. And you have a desire then. You don't have to drag me. The desire comes with this green light. And that's why I say it is supernatural because this company, I would have said entrepreneur is my top three least favorite words. So when you are at a place that you can say, God, if the light is shining on that path, then you just have to gently move me and I will walk. And so that's that's how even today, even just because there's been success on this path does not mean that 
Jill is going to make it happen. I will not make it happen unless God goes before me really and good. goes behind me with the light. That's or else really I'm not walking. Good. I will stand still. I will not walk yeah. unless he is in front of me and behind me, gently prodding me yeah. and in front of me saying, here's the light. Walk That's this really way. good. Yeah. This has been so good. Isn't it amazing how hearing about someone else's journey and path can give you license and permission to find your own, that it's not always in a straight line. Sometimes the path zigzags, but all those zig and zags are important. I love the statement that Jill made about paying attention to what lights your fire and lights you up on the inside, because all of those pieces are important pieces of fulfilling your overall calling and purpose. Oh, it was so good. And if you can believe it, it even gets better. I want you to make sure that you get in on this second half of my conversation with founder and CEO of Rustic Cuff, Jill Donovan. I know you're going to love it. Thanks for joining us for this podcast. We'll see you here next time. Have a great week. Bye-bye.